hosting. Do you know you know what I mean? Because I host everything, a garage sale, a drive-by, a cockfight. I don't give a fuck. You understand? As long as they got sandwiches, I'm down with it. You understand? <laughs> but 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 like you know when you don't when you don't you're in a, like a oh a different oh shit I gotta say something you know you're in a different position so hey how you doing sugar boo yeah is this your man oh that is so sweet yeah how long y'all been together ah there you go and you let him answer that is beautiful all right. Uh, you, uh, yeah, we know who has the real power, don't we, sir? All right. <laughs> Did she put you in that jacket? Really? Oh, she let you wear it because ain't nobody gonna fuck you wearing that jacket. You ain't gonna get no. You ain't gonna get no extra pussy in that jacket, son. <laughs> yeah, if you was holding the cup, somebody would drop a quarter in it. You know what I'm saying? You ain't getting no pussy, right? but I gotta tell you, you 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 could catch somebody, all right? Yeah, there you go. Don't hang out in Hunters Point, all right? Cause you, yeah, cause you Hunters Point, cause she curvy. You know they, you know a brother would go for that, all right? He ain't gonna tell you, all right? <laughs> you you know what I mean? You know how niggas get down. Anyway, uh, <laughs> am I being too real? I'm sorry. I don't. Because uh, I don't really fucking care. Uh, no, because I, you might as well be honest about shit. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like one thing that people don't, you know, I, I can do this because she ain't here. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, you know, like I, most of the relationships I've been in have been very abusive. All right. I've, yeah, I've dated women that just straight out of jail, ugly, angry, you know, just hard. Like, oh, you can strike a match on the back of the bitch's neck hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, like, you know, she like, she like, you know, you be in the bed with her, she rubbing on you, say, you remind me of my wife in prison, you know, shit like, what the fuck? Just fucking scary ass women. And you fuck, you think you're doing your best work? You like, oh, you in there, oh. And she go, are you gay? Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, so 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 I gotta tell you, like most of like I'm I'm happy because I just got a brand new place, man. I, I live in a fucking crack hotel, but I am I am away from this woman. Today I discovered something. Uh, I discovered a roach uh, today. It might be the same roach because he kept coming through. Uh, this morning he came in and I tried to catch him, but he had the paper under his arm. He went to the bathroom, locked the door, take a shit. That's a big motherfucker. Roach. And I gotta tell you something, when the shit is over, who gonna be around? Roaches. You know what I'm saying? Roaches gonna be here. Roaches are gonna be here, all right? So make one of them your friend, all right? That's like the revolution. When the shit is over, you can hang out with the roaches and shit. There you go. How long y'all been together? Oh, y'all are y'all not really together? Oh, I'm sorry. She right away she was like, I would never fuck him. <laughs> right away. And then you just you were just looking really sad. You were just looking really sad like a like Yeah, that's all right, brother. And, no, 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 brother, don't keep swinging. All right? If you ain't going to get it, you ain't going to get it. All right? But you guys kind of have the same little, really little, young and fresh look, like you both drink milk and shit. You know what I'm saying? You guys look really fresh, like 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 you go to church every Sunday and everything, man. All right? Do you go to church, pimp? 
Oh, okay. All right, then. What about you, Sugar Nasty? All right. There you go. All right. I can see where she could be evil. Anyway, so you are actually dodging a bullet. All right. There you go. Because sometimes they look good on the outside, but when you get them alone, they, you know, they like fucking, ah, you know, just fuck you up. All right. Now, are you guys buddies right here, you two sugars? Yeah? How long y'all been friends? Yeah, yo. You see that rhythm? About a year together. Like, wow, yeah. All right. That is beautiful. And you a tall drinking water, baby, huh? There you go. Don't, you, don't it piss you off when short motherfuckers come at you, huh? I know, I know. But check it out. If you, you know, if you marry a short guy and you guys have a child, it'll balance out. All right, baby? Okay? Because if you marry a big guy and you have a kid, you have a really giant child. All right? And you better pray it's not a girl. All right? Because <laughs> she's going to be fucking giant. And, uh, and it's going to be bad in school. Because uh, I got my ass kicked a lot in school by big bitches. All right? I, I got my ass kicked a lot. Because my mom said, my mom said, Tony, hey, Tony, don't ever, don't ever hit a woman, all right? And so you, that's your mom. You love your mom and respect your mom. I didn't hit women, but these little bitches found out, right? They like, they like, I bite, I stretch, I kick, I'm going to fuck you up. You know, like, I got to just go, I got to take it, you know? You just got to fucking, I remember so many times going to the office after a blackout from one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> I like this dude. Are you friends with this cat right here? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. You had to look at him first. Like, oh, where am I? Uh, <laughs> are you friends with any of these white people? Huh? Just Pam. Just Pam? Oh, okay. That's what I love about you, Pam. You, you hang out with minorities. All right. You, you might not necessarily like them, but you have them around. <laughs> I want. I'm not gonna. I want. Uh, that's also really racist, but I'm not gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> I am not gonna say. I really don't. I usually don't drink, uh, people. Uh, but if I drink, I really like to drink and have pills too. Uh, I like fucking oxycotton. You know what I'm saying? Oxycotton. I can fuck through a whole movie with oxycotton, baby. Oxycotton is the shit, boy. I'm gonna tell you some shit, cause I, well, I used to, I used to date this girl that lived in the trailer park, right? And uh, she all she worked at a hospital, so she always fucking had pills, Jack. All right, she had fucking like Viagra, Levitra, Cialis, and shit. You understand? So I tried all that shit, right? And uh, oh my God, we used to like turn on a movie and see if we could fuck till it was over. You know what I mean? We used to like time that shit. That was beautiful. She was embarrassing to be around, though. Uh, <laughs> Cause she was, she was like, she, she talk like this, she talk like this. She said, I don't like Mexicans, you know, and I, like, that's embarrassing, baby, don't. If you don't like Mexicans, just don't say shit, bitch. <laughs> and then come to find out her first husband was Mexican. See, that's why she didn't like him, right? And he, uh, he, and it's not his fault that he got arrested. You know what I'm saying? Because brown people, we get arrested for nothing. All right. Uh, sorry. Okay. Because white people, if you got arrested tomorrow, you actually did some shit. All right. All right. You understand? They find that body in your basement and you out. All right. And that's the kind of crime that you look like you would do. All right. 
You look like you would eat a face. You do, brother. You, you have that look. Like you, you like have your produce and body parts and <laughs> right in the refrigerator. Goddamn it. But like black people, we could be at motherfucking Seven Eleven just watching a hot dog rotate. You know. And, and they be like, hey, what, what the fuck you doing? You know? Like, you guys can fucking call the police right now and say, the nigga's telling us jokes. My ass is gone like a motherfucker, Jack. <laughs> hey, do I know you, pimp? Do I know you from somewhere? Uh, no, 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 maybe. Do I know you? If you say maybe, I'm never going to trust your ass again. Uh, <laughs> where, where do I know you from? Oh, okay, all right, you about to scare me, because, like, it's a life I have that don't nobody know about. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't tell people all your shit. Yes, damn shit, you know. But I, I got to, I, right now, y'all, in my life, I'm feeling very fucking euphoric, man. It is great. Yes, I got to be honest with you. I have not been this happy. Uh, the last time I was this happy was broken up by finding out that I had impregnated a young woman. Uh, yeah, because I, that, oh shit. Uh, yeah, I went through a really, really bad Oxycontin and wine period. I did, boy. And, uh, woo! And somebody got pregnant, and I thought the bitch was 40, and uh, it turned out she was 20 something. Uh, <laughs> But it, it, she was huge, you know, she was a big, big, angry woman. I mean, she was fucking huge. Like, I mean, five more pounds and she would have been like, you know, she would have been just laying in the bed saying, bring me a sandwich, you know. Uh, <laughs> she was a big bitch. Anyway, uh, and very angry, very angry. I don't know if you guys ever experienced a cankle kick to the face, all right? I got that shit. She would have broken you, little man. She would have told your ass up. There you go. You got to, when you go looking for women, you got to go on like on a midget website, don't you, pimp? You, you got, I got to find the smallest bitch in here. You know what I'm <laughs> You know, I know a lot of brothers say, they, they be like, hey, hey, I want that midget bitch. She got a big ass. You know, like, <laughs> no. She got really short hands, so she can't really reach. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I used to live, you know what? I used to live with midgets. I didn't know it. Uh, no, uh, because when I moved into the place, they snuck in behind me. Uh, and I didn't realize they were there until mushrooms started popping out of the carpet, right? Yes, there. <laughs> I was like, every morning, why is there a rainbow in this motherfucker, you know? <laughs> They were dirty. They were filthy. Anyway, I feel sorry for people, little people, man, because they got them little big arms, you know, and a complete adult head and torso, you know, and them little bitty legs and shit, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to wipe. I'm telling you, man. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth, man. All right. All right. My mouth is getting dry. That means I need some actual alcohol. All right. Uh, <laughs> So who are you here with, Speckles? Me? Yeah. Um, Andy. And, oh, shit, Andy. Hey, get down, man. I don't ever want a woman to follow me again to a show, all right? 
I'm serious. I just, and right now, man, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't, I don't like young women, all right? Fuck a young girl because y'all have a period and you are fucking evil, all right? <laughs> I like women that are old and their dreams are crushed. All right? I like them just old and damaged. And, and you know, like, I'm going to tell you something. That gravity hits and it, boo, everything is just, woo, you know? That's, uh, it's, like a, it's like a fucking ride at the fucking carnival, baby. Because them, them breasts become like memory foam, Jack. You, uh, you lay on, they fucking beautiful. And I got to tell you something. You, you, uh, there might be a woman here that you think you are putting it down in bed, all right? Well, let me tell you something. This old dame got time on your ass, all right? So she done worked the bugs out, right? Even with that broken hip and that hysterectomy, she can get down, all right? She can fucking work that shit. Oh, shit, were you a cheerleader? You know, like that. That shit is fucking beautiful. Uh, so I like old, old ass women because they don't want nothing but you to just be with them, you know? Young girls, they be asking for shit. I'm hungry, you know and I... I need, my throat is dry, I need drink, you know, like, old women already got that shit, you understand what I'm saying, you get that from them, and they'll buy you some shoes and everything, you know, <laughs> fucking like old ass women, Jay, no arguments, no nothing, man, they done already gone through menopause, so it done drained all the fucking life out of their system, you understand, <laughs> ain't no more fight left, you know, you ain't got to pretend like it's the 60s and go, yeah, let's, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that never happens to me. I'm just like this, uh, stop it. Because uh, <laughs> women beat my ass. All right, uh, that's a truism. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, uh, there was something else I wanted to fucking tell you guys. Hey, listen, you know, this is the thing, man, that I always think about uh, with stand up and I see you new faces and stuff. Uh, most of y'all going to quit. Uh, <laughs> Most of y'all, look around. Everybody who doing comedy is going to be like one or two left, all right? Because this shit is tough to do, all right? Uh, there's the thing. There's a, there's, a, there's a dynamic in this thing that we do, the business end of it. And most people are like, what? You know, like dumb. Uh, and that's the thing that's going to make you successful, all right? I know this because I was successful once. And then, <laughs> then I moved here uh, to the land that hated me. Uh, see, that, no, y'all got to understand. Say, like, this is very new. Like, I love you guys. You know that. And I know, I know that I think maybe you like me, all right? Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I, I have to say this, I really don't trust white people. Anyway, uh, <laughs> not really. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, because I, I can tell you, when I moved here, I came from Arkansas, right? I came from Little Rock fucking Arkansas, the land of opportunity, all right? My opportunity was fucking leaving, all right? <laughs> that another, another phrase, it was Arkansas is a natural. Well, shit is natural. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is the thing, though, man. I move here, right? And then, like, you know, down south, when they hate you, they tell you right up. They're like, hey, we don't like niggers. You need to get the fuck out of here. We're like straight in your fucking face, right? Here, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. We're closed. <laughs> Fucking assholes. So I would have done better if I was a tree or a puppy. Uh, <laughs> I had a black therapist. He said, Brother Sparks, you worry too much. 
Uh, I, you know what? I went. I was going to the doctor, and and I had this this really old. They gave me this really old doctor. He was white, Ken. He was always like shaking and shit. And I was like, this is some bullshit, right? <laughs> I said, you know what? I want to have a black doctor, right? That was a fucking bad idea. All right. <laughs> Because once I got that brother, he was like, he, the first thing he said to me, you're too fucking fat, you know? <laughs> Anything I told him, I said, I think maybe I have a hernia. He goes, yeah, you're too fucking fat, you know? That's all he said to me, and I was just so sad. You know? so, so fucking sad. I did want to say this about comedy, man. Let me look at what I'm doing here. Oh, wow. I did want to say this about comedy uh, that's very important to humans. Uh, it's really tough to get up here and make people laugh, all right? It's really tough. I know you see people get up and do it, and you I can do that shit, you know? No, uh, because... <laughs> These people have worked very hard. They've worked many years to perfect their voice and their style, all right? Understand that, all right? This is the thing. So when people come up here to do stand-up comedy, you need to give them some respect, all right? Because first of all, they're delusional and they snap, all right? And number two, you never know who's going to be successful, all right? The person that really sucks ass Sometimes it's really big, all right? Uh, trust me, believe me. Uh, I don't know, what, what's the guy? That Happy Gilmore guy, what's that? Adam Sandler. They used to fuck with Adam Sandler. See, I'm going to tell you something. I've, I've always been the way I am. I've always been encouraging and loving because I had a family that, I, that actually encouraged me. Uh, and then when I started doing this shit, they go like, motherfucker, what the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> they wanted to be an account, me to be an accountant. Uh... But this is the thing, though. Uh, he was really, he was terrible. I'm sorry, he was. But look at him now. He's a fucking, he's a fucking millionaire. All right. So you never know who's going to be successful, people. So love and respect everybody. All right. I know it's gonna be tough for you, brother. All right. I know, cause I done vibed you out. I know it's gonna be tough for you. All right. I know you will, cause this is this guy has a really great heart. All right. He does. This guy's so sweet and warm. He really needs to get fucked, though. All right. One of you ladies really need to go down on him, all right? All right? And you can even do teeth. He'll take that, all right? He'll, he'll fucking just, like, he'll just bear through it like, yeah, I like you too. Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so keep that in mind, people, that when people are doing comedy, really love and encourage them because this is a really tough business. It's, it's tougher than even ballet, all right? It is. It is, uh, and because in ballet, people don't scream at you, all right? They don't. They don't, and sometimes they throw shit, you know what I mean? I've, I've had people attack me on stage, but luckily, you know, someone was there to buffer it, but I've had, like, people run at me, like, usually women, like, ah, fuck you, motherfucker, you know, like, ah, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to fuck you, I, it was lights were out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right. I got to get out of here, y'all. But listen, thank you so much. I hope you like what I did. Uh, the one thing, you, you know I make up most of the shit I say. You, do you guys know that? Do you, did you know that? Uh, yeah. I don't have an act. Uh, so so it's, a, it's, it's amazing that I'm still doing this shit. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, hey, y'all, be good to yourselves. Uh, thank you so much. I hope you liked me, uh, but uh, East Coast is going to win. Anyway, good night.
for the godfather of San Francisco comedy, Tony Sparks. Yes. I am so glad that you mentioned ballet because I was a ballerina and a cheerleader and I have one thing that I can still do as a 42-year-old woman to impress Tony Sparks. So I'm just gonna do it real quick. Let's see if I can do it. I'm, I'm a little drunk. I'm gonna hold on to the... That's because Tony Sparks mentioned ballet. Yay! I love Tony Sparks so much. You guys uh, go to the Brainwash all the time. Support Tony Sparks. Give him money. That would be that would be the best way to support Tony Sparks. Just give him cash. It'd be great. We're all any comedian that you like. Just give them money. That's exactly the way to support. If you like a comedian tonight, just walk up to them and give them a five dollar bill. That's the way to support your local comedian because they never get paid, uh, and sometimes they don't even get beers. Uh, we're such dicks here. Uh, all right, your. Next headliner, East Coast first, West Coast, what? West Coast, West Coast, East Coast, East Coast. I've been trying to pretend that I'm a rapper sometimes. It's like a new fantasy I'm kind of working on, like that I'm Eminem, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I don't listen to that asshole. Uh, but your next comedian, you're going to listen to him so great. He, I've known him. I met him first at the Hilarious Comedy Festival in Seattle, and he is fucking so funny. Three's high. Turn three down. Three's, yeah. Yeah. Wow, we have feedback. What? I'm sorry. I'm like directing from the stage. I'm such a dick. Uh, but you're, you're second headliner. You're going to clap so hard because he's so great. He's from Philadelphia via the East Coast all the way down New Jersey and all the stuff. But he's not a dick, which is so nice. Uh, everybody, you're going to love him so much. Clap your hands wildly for Andy Picaro. This is really like a, a fire hazard. <laughs> like, let's call it what it is. What's going on? This is cool to be here. It's like, this is packed. Wow, sellout. This is crazy. This is, uh, I feel like this is a bookstore and we just moved everything out of it and now we're just going to talk about a book that none of us read. That's what this feels like. How's it going? No, this is neat to be in San Francisco. I live in Pittsburgh now, actually. I live in Pittsburgh right now. I'm moving to L.A. And it's weird to be, um, like, in a city where people read. <laughs> like, that's a lot. And everybody looks nice here in general. Not the comics or people we hang out with, obviously. <laughs> but, like, people in general look nice here. It's weird. In the Midwest, we have a, a dress code. It's called About to Paint a Room. <laughs> and none of you guys are following it. Guys are all different. Well, again, here is different because <laughs> there's a lot of comics in here and a lot of middle acts dressed like garbage, right? We fucking <laughs> we can afford to travel, but we cannot afford new shoes. You know what I mean? Like we can, we'll get an Airbnb, but our sneakers have fucking holes in them. Like I got three in what I'm wearing right now. If you look hard, so I don't know what's going on. I had two of those weed cookies, and uh, yeah. Yeah, they were awesome. Who they were really good. They tasted like real cookies. Like they didn't taste like all you know, like weed and stuff, which is sometimes how they taste. Because I guess that's what they're made of. No, it's neat to be here. I live in like a sea of red hats. I live in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's real. It's real. Like being out here, people are like, I don't know how he won. Have you ever been to Lansing, Michigan? Yeah, I know why he won. Fucking Lansing, Michigan. I'll tell you, places like that. Pl like places here are just so awful. It's so weird. People in my area got mad that Sears stopped selling the Confederate flag. They got upset that Sears stopped selling it. 
Who the fuck asked Sears? Like, seriously, why did they even... Why'd they say anything? Why did the place where my grandpa buys slacks and screwdrivers have an opinion on a political issue? Like, everyone is way over their heads now. Like, I don't know what the fucking education secretary does. Who in here knows? Be honest. Who in here knows? You, you know? You, you know right back there? Uh, people do know, but most of us fucking don't. Most of us have no idea. I have no idea. I, I had an opinion. But I also had zero idea. My one friend was like, well, they mandate laws. I'm like, well, that's a whole new Wikipedia page. Mandate? I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> How are we going to... And I, But I found myself arguing about it. And I was anti-Betsy DeVos because Anderson Cooper is anti-Betsy DeVos. That's it. <laughs> and when I, people ask my reasons, like, I don't know. Watch Anderson Cooper. He's got him. I can't keep up. <laughs> I follow politics the same way I follow the NBA. I just wait and see who wins, and I just fucking buy that shirt. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> And it was the first year in a while I had to buy a really fucked up shirt, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like this shirt. I guess it's a hat now, right? Do they have shirts? I don't know. I was doing a show in, uh, in West Virginia, like, right after he won. I was in Martin's Ferry, which is actually in Ohio, but it's on the river right next to West Virginia. So it's fucking West Virginia, you know what I mean? It's literally right next to it. And uh, first of all, I was checking into my hotel, and the dude had a fucking bat tattooed on his forearm. Just, like, all of it. <laughs> a bat. Oh, what'd you think? I meant baseball bat? Yeah. And maybe I should describe that more. Give me a break. All right, so whatever. So there was a, <laughs> there was a bat, like a, like a, you know, like a, and we were like, well, what are you, a big Batman fan or something, dude? And he was like, no, Halloween tattoos were half off. <laughs> That's what he said. And he's like, I didn't want to get a pumpkin. I was like, yeah, man, that would have been ridiculous. Like, fucking... I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't do it, but that's how fucking dumb people are. It's really dumb. When you fly over the middle of the country and laugh like you should. It's fucking really weird. It's bizarre. Like, people just don't give a shit about anything. We watch reality TV all the time. That's all we do. I love Hoarders. You like that show? Right? That, I fucking love it. I love it, because, like, somebody has, like, schizophrenia, and they got to solve it in, like, 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> It would take decades of a medical professional and like, no, 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 we got guys in blue shirts with trucks. <laughs> They're gonna, like, I like that show American Pickers too, you know what I mean? That's a fun show, but I don't know how they decide which house is which show, right? <laughs> they, hey, look, subtract your number of antique typewriters from dead cats and then we'll decide, like, we're either gonna send a hazmat team or two gay dudes, either way. <laughs> you're gonna be on TV. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Is that how they booked that? I don't know how those producers make phone calls. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm moving to L.A. I went to Central Casting, which, uh, with this face. I couldn't have... First of all, when I shave, like, cl clean, I just look like a fat girl. <laughs> I do. I look, like, I look like the girl you should have invited to your wedding because she ruined all the photos. That's what I look like. That's what I look like. I look like Karen, who's not having a very good time. That's a, and it's it's discouraging. But no, I forgot where I was going with that. But uh, now, no look is a good look for me, really. I don't have a good look. I don't. I look like something fucking that like they would have like drawn in a scary children's poem. You know what I mean? Like it looks like something. And it's just bizarre. Like I like like I like I just like. 
the bathroom issue is a big issue right now. Like states are making laws about what bathrooms people can use and shit. It's like, haven't we been on the honor system with bathrooms forever? Right? Like it's, I've never been checked. Right? Has anybody been checked? No one's been checked, right? No one has ever been checked once. If they were, it'd be like a huge fucking news story, right? It would not, it wouldn't be like an urban myth. We'd know about it, right? So no one's being checked. Just use it. Just go ahead. Like, why are we waiting for people to say it's okay? Just use the one that you want. It doesn't, why are we even talking about it? Like, there's always been people who we didn't know what sex they were, and then they used the bathroom, and then we knew, right? <laughs> that's not new. That's been, a, that's, that's been around forever. Like, cavemen didn't know. So, every once in a while, somebody walked by, and like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's close. I'm just saying, if I've never been checked with a clean shave, then nobody should ever be checked, right? Nobody should ever... Because if I'm cleanly shaven and somebody looks at me and goes, hey, that's Tiffany, you'd go, yeah, that's Tiffany. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to do like all the stuff I, that Pam hasn't seen. The show's all for you, Pam. <laughs> like, honestly, I, ke I keep, no, I keep looking at her. I'm like, oh, I think Pam's heard that one. So fuck, got to think a new one. You know what I mean? That's how I'm going right now. No, it's, uh, it's been fun. Um, like, I'm glad, I am glad the election's over. Because it was so fucking tense before it. Like, I was, I was getting back before that story in West Virginia. Like, after he won, I was doing a show right across from, uh, from West Virginia, Ohio. And there was a dude who was wearing a Trump hat, a Trump t-shirt, and he embroidered a Trump, like, swimming jacket. Like, like Trump had a swimming team. <laughs> right? And it had 45 as the number. That happened. Like, in San Francisco, you guys got to be looking at me like, you might as well just had a fucking unicorn walked across. Like, seriously. There are people that did that. They're pumped up. And it's just weird. Like, I would have voted for Trump if he was running for uncle of the United States, right? <laughs> he would make a great uncle. Who would not want Uncle Trump? Right? All of our uncles are already like him. They just are fucking poor. You know what like, <laughs> You're just giving the same guy money. That's all it would be. Like, he would be the, be the best. Like, bad ideas would be a lot easier to take if you got a helicopter ride after, you know what I mean? But isn't it, it is fucked up. Like, it sucks. Like, guys have such a fucking unfair tilt with that. Like, no matter what you want to say about Melania, she's beautiful, right? She's a beautiful woman. Like, there's no two ways about it, right? And she's married to him. Right? Because money and power means something. The dude's a fucking power. He's been a celebrity since I was, before I was born. Like, he's been a powerful dude for a long time. And power means something, right? And so he has a girl that looks like. If he looked, you know, like that, but he was a woman, would he be married to a European supermodel? <laughs> right? Who's that German president married to? Is it a dude that looks like Jason Statham? I'm positive that it's not, right? I know, because guys don't have that. We don't break up with girls because they aren't doing, like, they don't have a career or something, right? Like, no guy's ever come home and been like, look at her, just in her underwear, playing video games. I can't be around someone like that. Get the fuck, she has no drive, man. She was beautiful, but she can't even get through her second class of improv. So I'm getting her the fuck out of here. No, 
We'd never, we'd hold on, we'd marry you. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Quit your job, hang out on our couch, and never, you know, well, sometimes. <laughs> it depends on who you're with. I, I'm in a really, oh, my good friend just laughed at me saying that. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> Ray's a comedian uh, from Pittsburgh as well. He's, he's doing shows this weekend. No, 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 that wasn't, I was just explaining who he is. <laughs> there was not supposed to be that. Can we all settle down? Okay, thank you. No, but we went to Alcatraz the other day. Fucking, oh my God. What a West Coast person thing to say to an East Coast person. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, how about all those fucking hills? Like, Jesus Christ, seriously? It was way before an elevator was built, I guess, because all it was was just walking up hills, and I was like, I want to fucking leave. <laughs> well, I can't imagine going to jail and being like, well, thank God I'm done with this fucking hill. It's so weird how in shape everyone on the West Coast is like, yeah, let's go fucking see some museum that causes us to have to hike. <laughs> Nobody on the East Coast would ever say that. We'd be like, is there a fucking helicopter ride too? Because there's no way. There's no fucking way. It's like only healthy, the healthy coast would do that. We don't do that shit. I want to lose weight though, especially when I'm in the West Coast because you guys make me feel like an asshole. <laughs> but I want to lose weight because like, we're never going to have a male plus size model, will we? No, that shit's not going to happen. That shit's gross. <laughs> right? The forms don't equal. Plus-size female models make sense. Nobody ever thought those women weren't attractive. It makes sense that they'd be models, right? But you say it's brave and courageous when you see them on a magazine, because it is. But you've never been at the beach and seen a big fat guy walk by and been like, oh, he's so brave. <laughs> how, uh, how courageous of him to slowly break a chair in front of us. <laughs> as we try and look at the ocean. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody would want that. I'm just saying Seth Rogen is not doing underwear. Ad. All right, that's not going to happen. It'd be gross. No one wants to see that shit. No. I know I'm having trouble because I was walking up a hill the here the other day and twice people stopped to ask me if I was okay. <laughs> you guys are so friendly. You're just checking in on the fat guy. <laughs> I fucking love it. Though I love the West Coast. I honestly am really thirsty for this. This is working out for me. Oh, it's, it's delicious. Actually, it's water, so it's not, but whatever. <laughs> I drink a lot of soda, and my friends get, my one friend who's like healthy, she gets mad at me. She's like, man, you should just drink a beer instead of soda, right? Because soda's just as bad for you, one to one, right? Like, it's like, you just have, might as well have the beer, right? Same calories, exactly. But the thing is, is that we don't drink beer and soda the same way, do we? Like, you never woke up the next day like, oh, my God, I had 27 Coca-Colas. That was... <laughs> that doesn't happen. It's not the same shit. It's like, why is Timmy puking? Too much Sprite. <laughs> Fucking can't take it. <laughs> it's not the same shit at all. I do. I, I kind of want to go to the gym, but, you know, all my friends who go to the gym, they talk about how great it feels. But you know what feels really great? Never going to the gym. <laughs> that fucking feels great. I love that. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? I'm going to do some new stuff off my, you know, what does that disqualify me? What kind of, like, rules are we working with here? Oh, the verses? Okay. Oh, I want to make sure that I don't give, you know, Tony a win by technicality. <laughs> are any of you guys into wrestling? Listen to that tepid response. Like, like you know, every red state people will lose their shit for three. I'll get a standing ovation. 
I, uh, I never got into wrestling because I never had an uncle with a boundary issue. <laughs> right? Like, you don't just own half-naked action figures at the age of 33. <laughs> there was an inappropriate tickle fight that led to that. You know what I mean? Like, something happened. All right, cool. This is a perfect room to try stuff because you're all comics and something sucks. You're just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> God, nobody's more honest than fucking comics. Um, I uh, I don't understand when guys get mad that other guys are looking at their girlfriend. Isn't that kind of the point? <laughs> right? Like, why are you upset about that? It's, you have to have some sort of insane level of jealousy to be like, oh, you think she's hot too? Fuck you. You know, what are you talking about? Right? It's always a dude who has the haircut that looks like he was in the Marines, but he wasn't in the Marines. <laughs> You know, it's that dude. He's got like that, like, would you say face like all, all the time at bars, right? Just always walking around amped. It's like, dude, relax, fucking. It's, it's the guy who thinks strippers like him, right? Right? He's wearing the American Eagle shirt and a children's medium. You know what I mean? And he's fucking like that guy, you know? And it's like, dude, this stripper doesn't like you. She's just fucking, he's like, dude. I got her real name. It's like, yeah, you got a second fake name. You're fucking further away than you were before. <laughs> Stupid. I'm, a, I'm very pro-choice, which I know is really risky to say here, so I just want to, you know. It's really risky. No, I can't even do this fucking joke in Pittsburgh, so I'm going to have fun with this. It's something I have to write down and keep my phone and be like, don't say that right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's... But I am pro-choice because it'll never be my choice. <laughs> like, let's be real. It's not, I'm never gonna have something the size of a fucking bowling ball in my stomach that's gonna come sliding out my taint. That's never gonna, like, it's not gonna happen to me. Why should I have a fucking call in it? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, you guys decide. You just decide, like, seriously. I am so pro-choice. I think it should go all the way to the age 13. <laughs> right? Because then you have a reasonable idea of if the kid's going to be a piece of shit or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is the liquor low? Does he smell like cigarettes? Maybe go with plan B, right? You know what I mean? So, he's a little asshole. Who cares? Who cares about him? No, it's weird. Like, the, the, like you know, and, and I'm, I'm somebody who's who's independent because I just don't like to argue. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of the way. Like, every political argument I've ever had ended me going, I don't know, maybe you're right. Every single, I never, may, you could be, I'm not gonna look it up. You know what I mean? That's how it ends. And I know that that's bad. I'm not advocating that. Some people should know what's going on, but I'm not one of them. Like, I just don't know. Like, I'm, like the bees are dead. We won. We killed the bees. It's over. They've been trying to kill our kids for eons. And we finally got them. People are upset. Who uses honey? Like your weird racist aunt uses honey. That's it. Only who buys a fucking bear to put in their closet? It's weird. Okay, some honey users in the crowd. I'm sorry. Just saying we have sugar. It's fine. Monsanto will make more. It's okay. We'll figure it out. Did I even say the name right? I think people were correcting me. 
Uh, my uh, my girlfriend got the uh, the shot for birth control. Yeah. Um, which is great, but uh, I don't know what that is, right? And like, so we're starting to have sex. She's like, yeah, don't worry about it. I, I got the shot. I'm like, oh yeah, so did I. It just means I won't get polio. It doesn't mean that you're not going to... Can we Google this real quick? What the fuck? He's got to trust it? Like, you know you're not going to have a kid when you have a pregnancy scare, and first of all, you call it that. Right? It's a scare. That's what we call it. It's a pregnancy scare. We're scared. We're two people shaking in a Rite Aid. We're fucking... We're frightened. Like, you know you're not going to have a kid if that's happening. Right, you know you're not a kid when she tells you that she might be pregnant and your first thought is, oh, I hope you're cheating. Oh my God. Oh. Can we cut these odds in half at least? I don't know. Your coworkers seem nice, right? They seem nice. You should hang with them. They're, they're good people. <laughs> uh, I want to have a kid someday. I do. I want to wait till we can design a kid on like a computer, you know? That's what I want. Because I want a very specific kid. I do. A lot of people want athletes. Why? Fucking, you just got to worry about them like date raping and wrecking cars and shit. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want a fucking little douchebag. I know what I was. I don't want that. I don't want some little animal running around my house. I want to have a very specific kid. I want to have a daughter that looks just like me. Identical. Like, I know you're like, well, that'll probably happen anyway, dude. I'm like, well, I don't want to risk. Maybe I had a hot aunt. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I want her to look just like me. I want her to come walking up. I want people to go, oh, here comes. The, oh, never mind. It's his daughter. That's what I want them to say. <laughs> right? Because anybody who has an attractive daughter in here, this is a young crowd. So I don't know if you have an attractive daughter. I'm not going <laughs> to. A lot of you are like, I have a seven-year-old. Shut up. You know, I understand. All right, I get it. I'm not going to. But I imagine your whole life is worrying, right? If there's any attractive women in here, you know that your parents probably worry about you constantly. Like, it's got to be an always just worrying. Like, you worry, and then you die and hope other people worry. That's what happens when you have an attractive daughter. But if you had a daughter that looked just like me, right? How much would you really worry? If your daughter looked just like me, you could leave her in a bad neighborhood overnight. <laughs> you come back the next day, she's still sitting there. You know what I mean? Like, nobody even talked to her. <laughs> she's fine. Oh, that's so rough. Uh, that's weird to say in front of people. But I do it all the time. Thank you, Pam. This has been a lot of fun. Give it up for Pam again. Oh, man. This is a great city. I really enjoyed uh, coming out here and doing this. I'm going to do uh, a couple more jokes and get out of here. Um, but thank you for coming out. This is fucking, again, this is like, this is why San Francisco is cool. In Pittsburgh, people are like, that sounds stupid. They'd come in and see the artwork and get scared. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, very like, I don't know what's going uh, They'd be like, are those terrorists? <laughs> like, they wouldn't know. I'd be like, we got to get out of here. They wouldn't, they wouldn't put up with this, this, and you guys are great. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this before I get out of here. There's nothing that's really tough about being a dude, right? And I think most women and guys would totally agree, right? We have it pretty easy. But women, besides with this fucking mic stand, 
That was awkward to do in front of people. Okay, but, but women, like you have real best friends, right? That's gotta be nice. <laughs> women have real best friends. Like I don't care, like women really care about each other. You know how guys pick a best friend? Dude who had pot a lot when we were 15. That's it. <laughs> best friend, until we die, we'll be best friends. We don't care, that's it, we just pick them. We don't have to get a lot, we'll argue for 30 years. We don't care. <laughs> Like, we just picked that dude. Women pick people they really care about, you know? And that's why when something bad happens to a woman, people really, like, the women, they get around each other. They, they insulate each other. Like, any girl in here, God forbid, say you broke your ankle tonight in the shower, and you texted your best friend. It's very specific, but stay with me. It's very specific. I, cause I don't want to say something too bad, but say you broke your ankle in the shower, right? And you, I don't, I'm not wishing it on you. Jesus Christ, relax. Right, you broke your ankle in the shower and you texted your best girlfriend or broke my ankle in the shower, what would happen? She'd, right, she'd be there with fucking blankets and casseroles, right, like. <laughs> she'd be there for, it's any guy in here if you broke your ankle in the shower. And you texted your best guy friend, which you don't have. I broke my ankle in the shower, what happens? It's gonna text back going, that sucks pussy, that's all you get. <laughs> There's not, we don't give a fucking shit about each other. We don't care. Like, we never had that conversation. We never like, you know what? I really like Gary and I really like Billy. <laughs> but Jeremy's my best friend. We didn't have a... I don't ever said that shit. But it's never more true than when we go to a party, right? As a group of friends. Like, just a group of guys and girls hanging out. Like, you're not coupled up. You're just hanging out, going to a party. You're all good friends. What happens at the end of the night if April is missing? Right? You fucking light a torch. <laughs> you get a pitchfork and you find April. It might take the rest of your, you, you search until it's over. You find her, that's it. There's no debate about it. You call on people who weren't at the party, like, have you seen April? They're like, I don't fucking know. Like, we don't care. We fucking find her. What happens if Frank's missing? You just fucking leave. <laughs> Nobody even looks like this for Frank. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, look, Frank can read a fucking bus schedule. Let's get the hell out of here, right? They're like, look, he's either getting blown or he's dead. Can we, like... Like, we'll find out on Facebook, all right? That's the way we'll figure it out. All right, thank you guys very much. I'm Andy Picaro. Thank you, guys. Headliner show. This is the end of the Pamtastics part of the thing. We're going to have the underwear show coming up next at 10 p.m. Oh, people in the underwear. Yeah, stick around. Yeah. We're going to take a short break and uh, we'll be back with more comedy. Uh, thanks to Drea again. Clap for Drea running ones and twos in the back. Yeah, like a champion. Uh, and thanks to everybody volunteering tonight at Mutiny Radio. We'll be back with more shows. Yay.
It's Friday night. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Yay! Yay! How incredibly exciting. All of the comedy. Tonight's amazing show topic is broken. Comedic stories of trauma. We're going to have comedians come up here and tell you stories with broken bones and faces and hearts and anything that can possibly be broken. It's going to happen tonight up on this stage. Uh, I'm super excited. Hey, Steve, he's been in a motorcycle accident. That's kind of what this is about. Have you been in a crazy accident? Here's the deal. Tonight, we have an open mic for people in the audience to tell stories of their pain and trauma, literal and figurative, uh, while the comedians tell stories of their own pain and trauma. But before we even start with that, we have a we have a beautiful moment here. Uh, I have a great friend of mine I've known for many, many years now. We went to graduate school together for poetry, which means that we have deep, terrible pain. We have so much deep pain about all kinds of things that happened. I loved her poems about being in the circus because she was like, there was a Russian guy who abused me and my parents paid for it. And I was like, yeah, that's pain, baby. That was a ballerina. I feel you. Uh, So now she's an amazing artist and she's been part of the Fringe Festival in different countries and everything. We're going to have her come up tonight and tell you about a new show that's coming up. She's going to promote this incredible new things that's happening. Uh, She's had so much pain in her heart. I know this because she has an MFA in poetry. Uh, Please put your hands together, everybody, for Jeannie Cartier. Wait, you're married. What's your new last name? I'm a dick. Oh, it's the same. Yeah, you're a feminist. Yeah. I didn't change my name. Um, so um, I just want to speak to the pain thing for a second because I've, like, as an acrobat, experienced, like, an enormous amount of physical pain in my life, like, a crazy amount of physical pain. So I, like, completely, I'm sure, relate to all of the stories that are going to be told tonight. Um, I, like, literally just, like, break things on, like, a weekly basis. Like, I'm just like, oh, there goes my shoulder. Like, there goes my knee. All right, cool. Um, Because I'm, like, 29 now, and I've been doing it since I was six years old, so that's 23 years. It's a really long time. Um, But the show that I'm doing is called Saturnalia. It's a holiday show that's, like, not like any other holiday show because it's about the Roman origins of Christmas. (laughs) So it's not actually about, like, the true meaning of Christmas, it's about like the true actual meaning of Christmas. Like it, like in Roman times, there was this festival called Saturnalia about like giving gifts and all this stuff. And um, that's like where all these Christmas origins came from, like mistletoe and things like that. So um, it's a holiday show. It's kind of done in the style of like a Christmas special that you would see on TV, like the Judy Garland Christmas special. Um, um, but it's all about Roman origins of Christmas. And then it's gonna be punctuated by like sexy circus acts. So it's like, you're gonna like learn some random facts about ancient Rome and then also see like a pole dancer. <laughs> so um, I think it'll be really cool. It's happening December 15th, 16th, 22nd and 23rd. I've got flyers, you should come see it. <laughs> it'll be really awesome. Awesome. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Yay! Go see Jeannie Cartier in Saturnalia. Saturnalia? Uh, is it on Eventbrite? Where can people find? Where is the actual venue that you're going to be doing this? Brown paper tickets, Eventbrite, Saturnalia. It's Facebook. Facebook. Where is it going to actually be physically done? It's not in Rome. At the Sheldon Theater. What an amazing space. Awesome. 
yeah, right by Union Square. You're going to get so many people. Like, there are going to be so many people that come from, they've just, they're leaving their their Union Square hotel room and they're like, I want to go see, I'm going to see Saturnalia. Hell yeah. Music will be brought to you by Northern Waste. Music will be by Northern Waste. Everybody look them up. What an amazing band, Northern Waste. Uh, Facebook, it's just look up Northern Waste. Yay, everybody clap for Jeannie Cartier. Yay. She experienced, uh, she has a poem about a Russian lady sitting on her head so that she can be contorted the opposite way. To, she, has, she had a thing, the first time I was like, I mean, I always love your poetry, but when you did that thing with the chair, like, holy fuck. I was, oh, fuck yeah, you are. So you actually inspired me. Every time I go to OMG's open mic on a Tuesday, they have a cordless mic, so and they have a, a stool. So I like to put myself through the stool with the cordless mic, just as like a test, like to A, to see if I'm skinny, because I'm like really vain, and then B, because, you know, I'm just trying to work on my talents. I don't know. You gotta, cordless mics are hard to work with. Uh, this is The Broken Show. Yay, welcome. <laughs> I haven't broken, I haven't broken very much because uh, I have no shame, so I have no heart. Uh, but I, I did, I did uh, one time. I guess I should just. So this is the story that got me into comedy. <laughs> so I used to be a poet, and I was all into that and shit. And I was riding my skateboard around in my late thirties, thinking I was all cool and shit. Yeah, meow, 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 meow. I have no problems with the world. I ride a skateboard, and I'm old. Ah ha ha! Look, I'm never age. I'm getting MFA in poetry. I don't give a fuck about the world, right? Ha ha ha! And then I fell on my face and lost three teeth. Well, I spit teeth out into my hand. That was the beauty of it. It's like, you know, when you lose your vigilance for like. Does everybody understand vigilance? Like, is this vig? You're like being vigilant, and then you think about some. I don't even have a smartphone. I don't even know what distracted me. It might have actually been my dumb phone, but I lost my vigilance for just a second, and I fell on my face really hard. Hey! And then I got up from it, and these kids ran at me, and they're like, "You're not okay." And I was like, "Well, that's not the thing." And they handed me a toilet paper roll, and I put it up to my chin, and then I spit out teeth. I spit out my actual teeth, which was the worst thing ever because my mother had always said, "Don't ever do that. You're gonna lose your teeth." Like since I was a small child, we spent twenty-six thousand dollars making your mouth perfect. Don't ever fuck with that. She never used the word fuck because she was a Christian, you know. But I, and I, when I, when I fell on my face and I spit the teeth out, all I can think was, she was right. <laughs> she was, my mother was so right. I suck. I should have never ridden a skateboard. That was the dumbest thing I ever did. Uh, and then it was on the weekend when the fucking, it was on the weekend with the carnival and the bullshit. Uh, it was also... The week, there's this one weekend in my life that's plagued with death, like I've had near-death experiences. It's all in May. I left my husband in May. I got my DUI in May. Flipped the car three times. Almost died. <laughs> Should have told that story. Forgot about that. Fell on my skateboard. Broke my teeth out. But that was a problem. It was one of these happy weekends. Memorial weekend. Is it Memorial Day? When is it when we're celebrating people that fought for us? Whatever. And so the fucking dentistry thing was closed. So I'm in the ER and they're like, okay, you spit some teeth out. This is kind of a big problem. You need some emergency dentistry surgery, but nothing's going to be open until Tuesday. We're going to give you a lot of Vicodin. <laughs> like, Yay! 
problem was I ran out on Sunday and I couldn't get there till Tuesday. So Tuesday morning I got to the, they fixed me. It's fine. It's not even that bad. Like, oh no, meow, meow. Poor little white girl lost some teeth. Oh, oh, is she so broken? But it really was awful. Once I lost that tooth, I paid for it. I paid $4,000 to get that tooth back. It took me four years to save the motherfucking money, but I did it. Why? Because if you don't have a tooth in a place that people can see in your face, they think you're a crackhead. Even if you're white. Even if you're white. Then they think you're a meth head. They're like, oh, did you just move here from South Carolina or one of those other other places where they don't have teeth. I don't know, but I was like, no, I have an MFA in poetry, but I'm missing a tooth. What does that mean? And they were like, it means you need to get your tooth back, honey. I'm like, $4,000. Took me a long time to save that money. I actually kind of want to write a story about like what it's like to not have teeth in this. Society. I mean, I wish if I would have gone to England, they would have been like, fuck you. We don't give a fuck. Right. They're like, you're missing a tooth. We can see it. You look great. Like you're the, the two front are straight and you're worried about the fourth from the back. Fuck you. I should have gone to England. Instead, I'm in America where they're like, we can't trust you with our children because you're missing a tooth. It's a stigma. It's a stigma. I also smoke pot. If you smoke pot and are missing a tooth, they're like, is that a crack? No, it's pot. I'm so broken. All right. Uh, Well, that's all I'm going to talk about to start out this show. Uh, Hey, everybody, we sing a song at the beginning of Pam Tass's Comedy Clubhouse. If you know how it goes, sing along with us. M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse, Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 high. (laughs) I need a vaporizer. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! If we're all adults here and we can all make an adult decision, if anyone has a problem with it, does, and if you do have a problem with it, please raise your hand. We will not stigmatize you for that. Is everyone okay with us smoking pot inside? Does anyone have a problem with that? It's, we don't want to, and I hate to make you raise your hand because I don't want you to have any peer pressure, but if anyone has a problem with it, I'm totally fine with it. We don't have to. We can go outside, but if we're okay, we can smoke it inside. It looks like we're all okay. Can I get, can I get some nods? Okay, we're good. Yeah! They're like, we don't know what this means. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it means we can smoke pot inside. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fun. Yay, it's a broken show. We're all broken. Does anybody, before we start with our first comedian, are there any audience members that want to tell their own broken stories? Tonight is an open mic. Um, we're going to do three-minute stories with people from the audience who have stories about being specifically broken with physical or really, really bad emotional trauma. Uh, and then we also have amazing comedians that are on the bill. Uh, so we're going to kind of punctuate through and through. But are there, is there anybody who wants to start at the night before we bring out our first comedian? Anybody itching? No? Itching? Do you want to itch? Hell yeah. He's itching for it. Our first broken story of the night is coming to us by Scotto of Flat Black Plastic. If you guys haven't listened to Flat Black Plastic on Saturdays from noon to two, you're missing out. He only plays vinyl and he mixes them together and he's a genius. And you need to subscribe to his show right now. But right now he's going to tell you a story about when he was broken. Everybody put your hands together for Scotto! Do I talk to this guy here? Yeah, we'll figure out. First of all, don't call me a genius. 
because that's a problem. But when you talk about broken, you see the two bones of your lower leg on your right leg popping out of your skin in front of the fire station at 19th and Folsom. And you try to hammer that back shit in with a book. See, I didn't think this was going to be funny, but it's good that it's working like this. But you go into fucking monkey mode. You literally, you're like getting down to how do I make the shit that is not happening backwards? And you hit the fucking bones with the book. And you feel like you're in a fucking Kubrick movie, you know? Bam, bam, bam. What are you going to do? And then the the lovely, beautiful firefighters at 19th and Folsom pump you full of drugs and put you into the one of the places that has the best trauma centers of any place in the nation, not in the city, not in the state, but in the fucking nation. And they just keep giving you more drugs. And you don't have to pay for that shit. Thank you, Obama. Thank you. There's a lot of shit you could thank Obama about. And Delauded is one of those things. I, I, I feel like when they shot me full of Delauded, I, my, my closest thing that I could come up with was... Uh, getting hit by a, like a semi big fucking truck full of pillows. <laughs> That's what it fucking felt like. And they kept at, and they kept saying, what is your pain level? And I would just always go zero. <laughs> zero. And they said, well, you broke two of the big the the femur which is between your knee and your hip is the biggest bone you tell me when I'm honk horn when one minute okay so and then I also got hit by a car (laughs) and that was at 16th and Bryant when the, the guy was turning the corner and I was walking I was in the crosswalk and I thought I had made eye contact because the way the sun went into his windshield, he decided he would put me on his hood and then throw me and my groceries into the sky. <laughs> and I saw that shit in slow mother motherfucking motion, man. But it's tough. There's a bunch of fucked up stuff and people 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 don't think about fucked up stuff happening and it happens all day long every day is that a good stopping point <laughs> Scott of flat black plastic yes two different stories the first one he was on a skateboard in front of the second one you were were you on a bike when you got hit by the car both times both times skateboard 
Yes. Yes! He actually, after... After his skateboard accidents, one of the first times that I knew that Scotto was a good friend of mine, he was like, I, uh, I, I can't walk anymore, and uh, I used to skateboard. Do you want this awesome skateboard? And I was like, yeah! And he gave me this, like, three-and-a-half-foot independent board with these great independent trucks, and it's like a fucking surfboard. And he said, I just, I can't skate anymore, so I got to give these away to good people who skate. And I'm like, yeah! And then I fell on my face too many times, broke my nose and stuff. And then I'm like, I don't know, I can't skate. Now Jonathan skates all the boards. He, that's how he still has no fear because he's still in his 30s. I'm in my 40s. You're in your 50s. That's why we don't skateboard anymore because we're trying to be smarter about that. All right, <laughs> talking about being broken. Yeah. Uh, your first comedian of the night. What a broken individual this is. Wow. Uh, he just got married, and that is amazing, and we're so proud of him. Uh, but he, everybody, you won't be able to clap your hands together because he wants to tie them with rope behind your back and then tell you jokes. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ken Suzuki! Oh, trying to get into character, guys. Hold on. All right, head trauma. Let's begin. Oh, I have a lot of head injuries. I don't remember how I got most of them. It's really funny, the stories that like get imprinted on your body. You don't know how you get them. You just remember the, f- the shame that accompanies them. <laughs> the physical shame and everything you internalize. If you have a scar above your eyebrow, and it's your left eyebrow, I should let you know. I don't know how you avoid it, but just don't never speak, talk back to your mother when she's, you're three and she has rings on her right hand. She taught me the sweet science, I can tell you that. Speaking of which, when you get like older, you think you overcome your sexual uh, the repression, you know, you reach a certain age and you think you'll overcome it. This is kind of a broken bone story. I don't know how to talk. All right, so you're 16 years old, you're happy, you've met someone. Someone allows, allows you to get inside them for the very first time. You're overjoyed that this could happen to you. You know what you're doing. You know, if she's on top, you don't have to do as much work, and you thrust, it'll, it'll work itself out. Not forgetting person, hey, just as inexperienced as you. Does not realize that if you do not time thrusts, there will be what we call a liftoff. Liftoff is fine. If you got good aim, you're in control, you know what's going on. But if it's the first time, you don't have any aim. So you find yourself crying. (laughs) Crooked, broken, in a hospital emergency room. Trying to think of what lie you can tell doctors. Uh, because you know they're going to call your parents. They got no confidentiality. You're, not, you're still a minor. So what do you do? You go, car door. Car door. And they look at you. And they put the clipboard down. Because you don't want to tell your parents. And then your parents finally go. And then, so your parents arrive. 
And you're gonna, you know, I'm gonna keep this story going. I don't care. I might not be ever be able. I might never be able to use my dick again. Well, it's just a little scar tissue and a little 90 degrees. All right, we'll figure it out. And they look at each other. And they look at you, and you know, in their face, they're like, "We knew interracial breeding was wrong. This is what has become of it." This is what we've produced, and then six months later, divorced, and you think, I think I had something to do with that. And it just sticks with you <laughs> for the rest of your life. Uh, which is cool. It's kind of cool being a sexual deviant. Um, gotten married since then, um, which is all right. I don't have any issues or baggage <laughs> to bring to the table. Uh, my wife and I are polyamorous, uh, which I found out just means we're unattractive. <laughs> Yeah, so much so. <laughs> so much so. I think we're just monogamous now by default. So what do lonely polyamorous couples do? Well, the one who's even more broken than you just said, hey, why not stop taking our birth control and talk about starting a family? And I'm like, yeah, I, I love you, but listen, I already have one kid in like every state. And um, that's a joke. No, I don't have a kid. That's irresponsible. I don't have a kid in every state. I have changed my name like 50 times, though. So that's a child support avoidance joke, sir. No, that's not the issue. Uh, the issue is I'm just getting older, you know, and I don't think I have what it takes. Like, you know you're getting older when your idea of good sex uh, means finishing without severe back pain. Seriously, I've had to take up yoga just so I can bust a nut without blowing a disc. Have you ever had sex with a yogi? It's freaky, man. People just pulling out money shots right in the third eye. <laughs> That's not come. That's enlightenment you're feeling. It's enlightenment. Because you got to stay woke, folks, right? You got to stay woke. Woke. Why is it that it's those same people that use that word unironically are the same ones you want to put to sleep? I mean, really, I don't know. I do know this, fisting, say what you want about it. It'll add depth to any relationship <laughs> about this much. Married men in this audience, though, got to give you a word of advice. If you're into fisting, let's say you're left-handed, always remember, take the wedding ring off first. You don't want to be caught doing an emergency spelunking. Quick, grab the speculum and the magnetic butt club plug, boys. We're going in. Go, go, go. Dive on the ass. Rim jobs are interesting, haven't they? They've gone mainstream. While the bidet has yet to catch on in this country. Seems kind of backwards, but hey, rim jobs, say what you want about them. They are very probiotic. A kombucha on a budget's what I call them. <laughs> and I'm sorry, folks. I am. But if you've ever, if you've ever eaten kimchi, you can eat an asshole. <laughs> they taste practically the same. <laughs> and much like kimchi, once you've tried it, you might even find yourself enjoying it. I mentioned children earlier, and I do think about the possibility of having them. I used to be afraid of it, but not anymore. 
Because if there's one thing my parents' relationship taught me, is that a cynical child is a happy child. You can never disappoint your children when they've learned to expect nothing from you. <laughs> Brevity is the soul of wit. Mm, yeah, it's true. Be mindful of that as you pen your suicide note, folks. <laughs> Purple prose does not a good suicide letter make. <laughs> no. You want to say more with less. When it comes to writing, be a Nietzsche. Don't be a Kant. <laughs> so you guys think that... Mar <laughs> Genius! Give me a development deal, sir. So you guys think that Trump would be a more popular president if he had been caught saying, grab them by the means of production? <laughs> it's just a random thought. Just a random thought. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know anything anymore, folks. I don't know. I do know this. It's lesson from marriage. Fellas, remember that your wife is not your dick. You cannot beat her. I don't care how much lubricant you use. Domestic violence is wrong. It is wrong to hit or abuse your partner in any way without a safe word. And, and if you are gonna simulate drowning them, give them something to hold on to. If they drop it, that's their safe word. <laughs> you know, it's just a little waterboarding, folks. Just a little waterboarding to spice things up in the bedroom. And say what you will. Say what you will about waterboarding foreplay. It really gets them wet. Let me backtrack. Oh, for those of you in this audience that don't know what a safe word is, okay? A safe word is that fine line between foreplay and a human rights violation. <laughs> it's the difference between 50 shades of gray and 50 shades of Abu Ghraib. Thank you. I just stole a new kind of toilet paper today and it was uh, Fifty Shades of Brown. <laughs> it's something I stole from the Starbucks. I don't, I don't buy toilet paper. Fuck you guys, right? <laughs> Sorry, they make enough paper. I don't have to buy it, right? I don't know, I'm confused about that. No, I don't use, that's the thing. I don't use, I just got off my period, yay. Talking about broken, all women are broken all the time. We like bleed. Aren't you broken when you bleed? Like that's the thing we're talking, oh I'm bleeding, I'm broken. I'm like, I bleed once a month, am I broken once a month? According to this society, yeah. Uh, but I, so when I bleed, I don't like to use paper products uh, because I'm a communist. No, because I'm cheap. <laughs> So, so I use baby bib blood diapers. What does that mean? I, I take, 
I, I stole some baby bibs from someone else's federal mail that they didn't pick up. You know, whatever. They left it in my apartment for two weeks. Says me it's free game. And I open up the package and it's baby bibs. And I'm like, what am I going to do with these? So I've been uh, soaking up my twat juice with those for like four years now. And just washing them like everything else. It's great. Just saying. You don't have to put paper and plastic near your twat. You can just be natural. I am a broken human being. That's <laughs> okay. Your next comedian. What an exciting guy. Uh, he's he's never had a period, but he lives like in the woods, which makes me think that he's taken mushrooms once or twice, and maybe he thought he had a period. I don't know. It's you, David. I, he bleeds all the time for the love of sake. I'm wearing this shirt. I'm wearing a Lucifer Rise. He has a show every Tuesday from 10 to midnight called Occult Oubliette. Listen to his shows. They're so funny. And he talks about Lucifer and like pasta and all kinds of amazing things. Put your hands together for David Stolowitz. Yay! Not necessarily in that order. As a kid, I didn't get injured uh, the way some of my friends did. I mean, a lot of them broke bones, fell out of stuff. One girl I knew had her finger bit off by a horse. They were at the petting zoo. She was just sticking it in there, and he's like, a carrot, awesome. Luckily, he didn't digest it. They got it out. They were able to reattach it and save her finger. Small miracles, you guys. (laughs) Yeah, um... So I guess my, my injuries started more like when I moved up to Washington State in my teens with my family. And uh, I stepped on a light bulb once when we were getting ready for the holidays and uh, still got the scar from that. Bled a lot, but was not too painful. It just kind of got embedded in there. And then I we had a spa, and I loved to hang out there and uh, wrestle with my cousins. <laughs> and uh, I ended up getting <laughs> a toe jammed and like the nail went backwards. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it was very bloody and, and pretty painful. And my grandma the whole way was just like, shut up, you're such a little bitch. Why are you making so much noise? <laughs> Which is so ironic because she's complained more than anyone else I've ever known in my life. Now she's really old, she's in pain all the time, and I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, one time I was trying to replace an air conditioning unit for my mom and, uh, the secure fastenings weren't secure. So it fell out and shredded one of my fingers. Still got something left over from that. What what else is on here? See, it's like, I just have to look at my body to remember what happened to it. (laughs) You stoners might know this. You ever just burn your fingers or your eyebrows, you know, when you're (laughs) trying to light up. What, what did I get this from? <laughs> I'm trying to remember this one, or did I block it out? Because this was recent. Oh yeah, I was um, I was trying to get uh, like we were gonna fix uh, our curtains in the trailer. I live in an RV, and uh, they they have strings, and some of them got broken, and so I, I was trying to get the the plastic case with the replacements open, and it's one of those sealed things where it's vacuum shut, and there's no way to get it open logically. So I'm trying to squeeze the scissors into there, and they just pops out, slashes my finger. <laughs> it's really deep and really painful, and my boyfriend's just had it with me lately, so he's like, whatever. <laughs> But a trip to Walgreens later and uh, getting recorded against my will, I was better. 
You notice that now you walk into Walgreens, there's just signs that say, you consent to be recorded by being here. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, sex is where I start to get super neurotic. Like, um, I don't know. I think I'm more traumatized mentally than physically sometimes. Because, like, I was so afraid of going to hell once that I held a, a flame up to my dick to try to condition it. <laughs> I was just like, you're not doing it, man. It's not worth it. <laughs> there used to be this church sign. I saw it on the internet once, and it says, is touching herself really worth going to hell? And the caption was, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so I tried, but... I just couldn't off myself that way. So I went back into the theater and I talked to the dead people and I turned back into a werewolf, you guys. <laughs> oh, mutiny radio. <laughs> Lovely evening, yes. <sighs> um, yeah, things get hairy a couple times. Um, I remember in the Boy Scouts, like, there was so much homophobia all the time and the kids just like took all the adult homophobia as an endorsement for really bad gay jokes. You know, about farting and sitting on bar stools and shit like that. And that, that stereotypical one that gay guys always use now when you're driving through an intersection. Do we turn right or go straight? Oh, I could never go straight. Yeah, like I haven't heard that a thousand times. Thank you. Ugh. Thank you. <laughs> Progress. Um, yeah, so I remember like one time uh, there was talk about abuse and, uh, the, you know, they were always scared of the pederasts and stuff. And, uh, see, I never touched anybody except the guy I had my first time with. And uh, I guess it was kind of traumatic because he was trying to give me a BJ and he had like, braces. It didn't make a good combo. But, like, meanwhile, my straight friends were getting molested by a scout leader. And his name was, I shit you not, Dr. Seuss. Can you believe that? <laughs> I almost wonder if it was, like, a stage name or something. He got cut years later and sent away. It was very sad for his son. Yeah. Might make for some great art, though. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. Um, I got beat up when I was in Hawaii. Uh, it wasn't for being gay. It was for being white after 10 on Super Bowl in a Hawaiian neighborhood. They assumed I was trying to steal their gasoline, but I was really just looking for mushrooms and avocados, you guys. It was a big misunderstanding. <laughs> Oh, but like, I just wasn't the same when I got back. I started growing hair on my back and doing open mics. <laughs> Been angry ever since. Yeah, it's okay. So, uh, yeah, the thing was, is like, I've had back problems for many years. That's been my biggest physical health problem. Um, I, I think it started with like an old injury in the weight room when I was in high school. I was trying to lift too much because I was trying to prove that, you know, I wasn't a fag. I was a macho man and I cracked my back. It was like some kind of a deadlift and I was just trying to put all the, the weight on my lower back and it, it just never really healed. So over the years, I, I would always sloop over because I was depressed and then I would wear like a really heavy backpack just loaded down with all my textbooks to show people how smart I was. <laughs> which was not very smart as it turns out the chiropractor told me um at least i never put my wallet in my back pocket you know little, little things <laughs> 
so uh, years later, I had to have chiropractic and I got acupuncture. And when I was in grad school at San Jose State, I decided the best way to treat my back pain was lots and lots of marijuana. Not so much, Pam. Um, <laughs> because uh, I had been like touring around the country um, during my earlier phase, you know, the world of light before everything fell apart. Um, and uh, I learned about vaping, not like um, cigarette vaping with tobacco, but like marijuana vaping with the big boxes and stuff. And you go up to Jupiter on that stuff. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, I, I got a vape box and I was just using it to treat my pain. And I was having interesting visions like while I was doing it. And I was getting more interested in like religion and magic than language, which was kind of secondary. And they have some ancient connection that goes back to Thoth and Hermes, but nobody's into that shit anymore. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I was kind of into Rastafarianism, but like, it turns out that I was really wrong about Rastas. Like for one thing, they don't drink, they're vegetarians and, uh, they don't believe in abusing marijuana. They only use it as part of a controlled religious ritual where it's like in a communal space and you, you don't use it just to get high. You use it to commune with God. It's a little more of a high. <laughs> Do they? Aww. I, you're the second person I heard that from. Yeah, it's depressing. There goes my last dreams of being a Rasta. <laughs> oh, well. On to Islam. <laughs> I don't know. The principle with all these things is surrender, basically. I, I hold too tightly sometimes. I, I think I want more control in my life. And then security escorts me down from the tower and out of the airport. So it does not work out so well. <laughs> Prayer and meditation is good. But if you think you're contacting some outside entity, I got a surprise for you. It's hiding in here. And it's a little more familiar than you might realize. So it's good because like I've gotten healthier from doing that kind of stuff, but it took a lot of years and a lot of deconditioning. And eventually one day I just forgot myself and it was splendid. I was everybody. I was Pam. I was the glass. I was the pretty lights. I was Bob, you know, <laughs> and then I was me again. Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I recommend that. I don't think that you can pray the gay away. Prayer is not the solution to everything. It should not replace medicine. It should go along with it. Maybe if I had had better attitudes, I'd be in a different place. But then I wouldn't be a stand-up comedian, you guys. So thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> everybody listen to his podcast here on mutiny radio every tuesday night from 10 to midnight called a cold oubliette you say what is an oubliette it is a dungeon that only has one access point which is at the top <laughs> listen to a cold oubliette it'll fuck your mind up i know it's so good uh does anybody have a story they want to tell? Any of the audience members have a deep, decrepit story of pain and dismemberment they want to share? Oh, she does. Hey, you guys, we got a story. You got to come over here and, and, and get right your face into the microphone. My darling, she is uh, the co-host of AltaCast every Wednesday from 10 to or noon to 2, like I know anything. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. A story of pain from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, win! Yay! 
Well, this story is called Cocaine, Champagne, and Rosé. Very, it's one of my Becky sides. Um, so, how does one put a dent in one's face? No, it's not through fight. No, it's not through, you know, anything physical with another person. Let's just blame alcohol. And myself being a bartender, you know, you would think I'm a smart drinker. No, false. <laughs> Pam's my friend for number one. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so um, after a lovely, lovely Sunday of cocaine, champagne, and rosé, I was going really hard all day until I finally blacked out. Now, how do I know I blacked out? I don't know. I just... Let's just say the dent in my face woken my ass up. So um, I don't recall ordering my Uber or Lyft. I don't recall my driver. I don't recall even having shoes on. But I do recall me getting out of whatever vehicle I was in. Don't know, don't even know my name. I do recall walking up the stairs to my house and walking up the stairs should not be a hard task and most of the time drunks usually fall down the stairs oh but not me no I fall up these stairs <laughs> not once nor twice fucking three times up the goddamn stairs now it was not until I felt something like after I don't know step 17 where I'm like Something on my face doesn't feel right anymore. So I'm just like, well, fuck it, I'm home. So I just go to bed. And then, uh, you know, wake up the next day, you know, I'm in a world of pain because of cocaine, champagne, and rosé. Well, I'm getting ready for work, I'm putting on my makeup, and I see something weird to my face. I didn't lose a tooth, I didn't black an eye. I dented my side cheek which I still have. I made my own dimples, ladies. <laughs> I made one fucking dimple because of cocaine, champagne, and rosé. I never wanted dimples. I was not that kind of girly girl. So I go to work. I'm like, oh my God, how the fuck does one make a dimple? My friends at work are like, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> I mean, you were a shithouse when you left, but what happened? You motherfuckers did this to me because of cocaine, champagne, and rosé. I made my own dimple. How the, what do you mean? I'm like, has one ever fallen up the stairs before? I did three times. I dented my own face. I just, you know, it didn't hurt either. That's the thing, it didn't hurt. So I just created a new thing. People love surgery now, so just fall, fall up the stairs. And all you have to do is just do a bunch of drugs, cocaine, rosé, and champagne. I'm wrapping this shit up. That is my painful story. The end. <laughs> Find her album soon. Cocaine, rosé, and champagne. Cocaine, champagne, and rosé. Coming out on iTunes. Coming up. We'll make a song about it on the Altacast. We'll rap to it. I'm a white rapper with the toy of the share of a truth. We're going to release our songs later. Fuck yeah. 
you're your next comedian. I can't wait to hear her stories of pain because she's like a fellow tribe member of mine. So we share so much pain, like just from. I mean, we can share all the pain if we want, but I want to hear your pain. You guys, clap your hands wildly for your next comedian, Aviva Siegel! Yay! Oh my God, you're Jewish? Yeah, Benjamin, baby. That rules, dude. I didn't know that. I'm so happy to hear that. Hell yeah, we are in the tribe. I was looking behind me, I was like, are you guys in a tribe, like a secret? Are you in a cult? I was like, oh, you mean Jewish. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Um, I, uh, so I did break a bone once and uh, broken a few bones in my life. Um, I wanted to make that sound sexual. I broke my elbow. It wasn't sexy at all. Uh, but I was living in Olympia, Washington, where I went to school. And I was riding on my evergreen. Did you? I love the. I love how passionate you're. More passionate than I am about evergreen. And I went there. Yeah. Our mascot is the gooey duck, um, and that is. Uh, do you guys know what that is? It is a mollusk um, that looks like a penis. It's a shell about this large. And then the body is like, just Google it on your phones. It looks disgusting. Uh, but I was living in Olympia and I was riding my bike one day, listening to music as you should never do while you're riding a bike. Um, and I never did again. But uh, that aside, I was like making a left turn and I like feel something weird behind me. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'd like never felt it before. It was a car. And it was, uh, it's like, I've never felt this before. It was a car hitting my body. And, um, and I like fly off the bike as it felt. Uh, I probably just like slowly felt, fell off the bike. I felt like I flew off the bike and I ended up in a bush. And I had, I like didn't even know what happened. So the only thing I could think to do was just scream as loud as I could. So I was just like, ah. And I just like screamed so loud and these two uh, homeless people like a boy and a girl come running towards me and they're like oh my god are you okay is there anything we could do they were so fucking sweet they were so nice they wanted to like they got a phone they're like can we call somebody I was like oh you have a phone dope like yeah I uh, I don't even think I had a phone at the time and um, and <laughs> And they like called an ambulance and my arm hurt so fucking much. And I was like, this fucking sucks. And the ambulance came and they like kind of looked at my arm a little bit and they're like, looks fine. And like my arm was like this, like it was just like in a weird position. And I was like, oh, but it like, really? like your arm's fine. They like kind of like came in, went out. I was like, God, you guys must have like a busy day or something. <laughs> and I went home and my roommates looked to my arm and they were like, your arm looks fucking broken. And I was like, it was, I like had it, I was like, yeah, it hurts a lot. And I kept moving it just to like, and you shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that. And I was just like, I want to feel the pain because I want to. And I was walking around with a broken arm for like two weeks. Just like, I was like sleeping on it. I was like, oh, this hurts so much. And my boyfriend was like, ah, you should just, you're not tough enough. He's such a dick. I was like, I'm gonna leave you in six months for a guy I meet on Birthright Israel. Little do you know. And uh, little do you know. And, um, and then finally I went to the emergency room and 
um, they were like, this arm is broken. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. That's what I thought. They like x-rayed my elbow and it was broken. And, um, and then I start to like deal with things with the lady who hit me and the police and all that. And so I get a call from the insurance company and they were like, well, it looks like it's your fault. And I was like, what the, f first of all, this woman, like 90 years old, like she, I was like, my fault. She hit me from behind. Like if a car hits you from behind, it's their fault. So I was like, this is insane. And I felt like they were just trying, like I was like young, they were trying to like manipulate me into being like, oh, of course it's my fault. I'm like a, some dumb fucking bitch or whatever. And uh, that was a little harsh, but um, <laughs> I, uh, and so I was like, can't be my fault. The police were like so, they like got the date wrong on the form and all this. And I was like, what the fuck does this like woman want? The woman was like, oh, I think she was holding an iced tea at the time. I was not, I was not holding an iced tea. I got an iced tea after because I was very distressed. I was like, you just hit me. And she was like, can I get you anything to drink? I was like, I'm going to get my own iced tea. And then I got an iced tea. Um, but I wasn't holding it. And then I started to do some research on this woman. And I was like, what does she want from me? And I found out she was John Elway's great aunt. And I was like, I, uh, I don't stand a chance against this woman. John Elway's great aunt, as if that mattered. Um, <laughs> but then uh, I, um, I called my parents like after a while because I was like, I need help. I don't know what the fuck to do. Like Dealing with hospitals is really hard. It's like, ex like I owe, not from that, but like from other, I, I fell on my bike at other times, but I do. Um, does anyone know medical debt in here? It sucks. Uh, it's weird. I'm ignoring it until I die. I'm not going to pay it. I'm not going to pay it. But that's a story for another time. But uh, the first time I got hit in my bike, so I like, you know, my dad's, tr you, you can get that if you want. <laughs> is that a, like a rotary phone? What is that? That's amazing. That's a really realistic um, ringtone very uh, technology these days. Anyway, um, so I, uh, my dad starts to help me. He's like actually horrible at business, like, but he like really wanted to step in as a father in this moment. And he's like, I want to like help you try to get some money or whatever. If like we can, I was like, yeah. And like, you know, my, my mom, who's like such a Jew, she's like, they're going to like, we should mail malpractice or whatever for blah, blah, blah. And I was like, calm down. You know, we're not going to do this. And, um, and so, uh, oh, by the way, I got a cast that was, uh, in like an L shaped cast, which is horrible. You have to keep your arm like this. It sucks. Yeah. And like my boyfriend kept being like, yeah, when I hurt my shoulder, I'm like, fuck you, you like fat piece of shit. Yeah. And, um, and so I like. I had the cast on. I like it was bright neon yellow because I was like, I'm not getting hit again. Uh, I'm gonna make this very bright. And like the second day, I had my cast on. Um, I got it wet, which is like the thing you're not supposed to do. It's disgusting because uh, I had to have it on for like six to eight weeks, you know. Um, and so. You know, after day two, it starts to smell really bad. And uh, that was not fun. But I know, it was horrible. Um, and so, and I would use like a uh, barbecue skewer, skewer to like itch my cast. 
because it's so fucking itchy and like the wetness and the itch oh, it was a nightmare you have to like take showers with a plastic bag like shampooing with one yeah it was horrible um it's awful and uh I also was drinking a lot during that time, yeah. and I uh, I really fell into it. And I was like, "How am I gonna like roll spliffs anymore?" And I was like, and then I like taught myself how to do it with one hand. I was like, "Oh, everything's fine, everything's cool," and um, but uh, I did end up getting like five thousand dollars, which was Yay, dope. That's not enough. Which is, uh, I know I probably could have gotten more, but you know. My dad is not a good negotiator, uh, unfortunately. I think that's like the bare minimum. They were like, we just said we were going to give you that anyway, but you know, that's fine. Uh, no, it's okay. I am glad. I, but that is, ironically, the amount of medical debt I now owe for a different bike accident. So, um, so we'll uh, keep ignoring that. What? It did? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> God damn it. Oh my god. We're all in trouble. I was. I know. Shit. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. I'm gonna fucking panic now. Um, actually, someone someone uh, mentioned like slicing their fingers or something. I was thinking about a time in college. I was like frantically making a puppet. I was like really had to make a puppet, and I was like, God, this is like such an important project. And I like sliced a huge part of my finger off, and I was like, Jesus, like how important is this? It was like a very, but it did. I didn't go to the hospital, and then for a long time, sometimes you just have to let your body heal and. Uh, to let nature take its course. I have so many scars on my body. Um, you guys have been a wonderful audience. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Aviva Seagull! Dealing with puppets and broken limbs. My God! How do you... It was That was lovely. I laughed. I, I had to wipe tears out of my eyes. Thank you. That was a beautiful moment for all of us. I feel, I feel we're all closer right now, and I'm really happy about it. Don't you? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's having it. My poor, I'm Jonathan, do you want to tell a story? Jonathan, actually, my wonderful boyfriend, has been injured so many times. One time, one time after Thanksgiving, he punched the wall and broke his hand, and it was it was my fault. It's because it was. It was, it was, this, it was a thing, but it was, it was my fault because the, I didn't, you, it would, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't the right waffles. They weren't the right waffles, but we kept those waffles petrified. Are the, do the waffles still exist or we, did we throw away the waffles that were petrified? You still have the waffles? It's been four years. Fun stuff. He's kept the waffles as a remembrance as to not get punch the wall the wall will never win the, the nothing nothing you punch will ever win when i was a child my father gave me one of those things that's like dunk, 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 that you did with your thing speed bag i was really good at it as a young child it was one of my favorite things to do was just because i had a lot of anger as a child <laughs> I was raised a Republican. You're, does anybody want to do a story in between? We got a story, yes! What is your name? Michelle. Michelle's gonna tell a story, everybody! A story of pain and dismemberment by 
member, Michelle. Everybody clap wildly. Yay! Pam, I know you from the 420 parties. Fuck yeah, you do. And where's Emily? She said she'd be here. She's going to be here. But right. hold, it, hold it in your hand. It'll be better right. than the... There you go. Okay. You so, <clears throat> I was 23 years old, I think, and I moved to New Orleans. I'd never been there. I just said, I'm moving there. And, well, a friend, a, a girl I just met at work was moving there. So, I said, can I come with you? And she goes, yeah. So, we moved to New Orleans. And um, it was getting cold, and it was getting really cold and it was very damp and cold and so um and this was a long time ago okay so <laughs> there was um you know just your house phone and so I was taking a hot bath and phone rang and I was like I bet it's one of those cute boys I met so I ran out and I got the phone and I talked to the phone and I was like Shh, you know totally nude and wet and it was freezing so I ran back in the bathroom and to jump back into the hot tub and as I ran into the bathroom I slid and I fell like, bam, on my tailbone. And I hurt so much that I was like, ah. But I got back in the bathtub, and then I realized my toe hurt a lot. And it slammed against the wall. And I was a stripper at the time. So I had to wear heels. Well, I didn't have to wear heels because they didn't make us wear heels. We could wear whatever we wanted. But basically, what are you going to wear, right? Yeah, come on. So... A uh, cu- couple of day- the next day, my toe was turning a funny color, and a couple of days later, it was totally, pretty much dark blue, and everybody was like, "Well, you might have broken it, or you might have sprained it, but there's nothing you can do if you go to the doctor anyway." And I didn't have insurance, so I mean, I know now they probably would have taped it together. That might have helped a little, but basically, all my shoes that I would wear to work, I, I'm fairly tall enough, and I was quite thin at the time, so I didn't really need high heels, but I wore like low heels. But anything I would put on, even something like this, would just hurt like hell, so I couldn't have any elevation. And this was the 80s, and they had those boots that are back. It's so funny, they're back, and they look the like. Half, the half. No, they look like wrestling boots. They're totally flat, totally flat on the bottom. And I found these ones at the cheap shoe store that were like flowered. They looked like old lady wallpaper. And I was like, these will (laughs) work. But then I had to coordinate all my outfits to that, which I usually wore black. It didn't work very well. But anyways, I figured out some, it was pastel and stuff. So one day I'm wearing my dork, and I also felt really dorky. So I'm up on the stage, I'm dancing around in my stupid looking shoes. And, um, <laughs> and my friend that I worked with, Peaches, Peaches said, oh, Celeste, my name was Celeste, not Michelle, my real name, this is my stage name, was Celeste Monte. She says, oh, Celeste, my, f- my regular client, my regular is coming in, and his name is Smiley. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And she goes, he works on the offshore oil rigs. But when he comes into town, he comes in here and just, you know, they don't spend any money out there. He'll, sp- he'll spend a bunch of money. He'll take a shopping. And I'm like, I'm not walking around with some guy named Smiley in my dorky looking shoes on Bourbon Street. This was on Bourbon Street. I worked at La Paris featuring the French orgy. And it was um, right next to Unisex, which was boy and girl dancers, so couples could go and they'd have a boy dance and a girl dance and a boy girl dance. And at, what's that? Uh, that wasn't there then. No. And <laughs> this place isn't there now either. <laughs> but they had this old picture from the 70s of all these girls in G-strings like pig piling on top of each other and it said, the French orgy. 
And so um, sometimes people would come in and be sitting there having drinks and go, when's the orgy? And the bartender would then ring a little bell, we called the orgy bell, and go, orgy bell, ding, ding, ding. And basically we'd all get on stage and we wore like little like, you know, abbreviated outfits, like mini skirts and little tops and things, but we'd strip out of on stage. But when we were walking around, 84, 85. 86, fine, yeah. 85, I think. So. Then we'd all get on the stage at the same time and dance around like, whatever. That, that's your orgy, shut up. <laughs> that's all you're getting. And then we would dance on top of the little tables, which was really hard to get up on the table with my broken toe and sort of dance there with my big stupid boots in people's face like, hey, trying to look sexy. Hey, yeah. Hey. <laughs> and I'd have to walk around and, you know, and encourage these people to pay for one of these dances I would get on the table. That's how I made my money. I was like, can I get on your table and dance for you? Hey. And <laughs> how much money did you get for a table dance? Oh, God. It was like not a lot. Five bucks, ten no bucks or way, something. No One song. What? Ten, maybe. This was the 80s, girl. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd always say, would you like another song? And then, you know, if you're lucky, okay. you got, you know. So, and New Orleans is cheap to live there, okay? So anyways, <laughs> so, so my friend, okay, so my friend is like, Peaches is like, okay, Smiley's coming in. So Smiley comes in, she's like, come on, he's gonna take us shopping. And so we go to this horrible stripper store where there's nothing, I mean, I wore kind of like cute, weird, funky, punk rocky kind of vintage outfits. And it was all like that really trashy, going to Florida stripper, like fringe and orange, cut off shit and stuff. And I'm, there's nothing in this store I want anyway. And he's like, come on, I'll buy you something. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, I forgot to say I was on acid. <laughs> yes, before this happened, Peaches said, let's do some acid. So we are on acid. We were drinking fuzzy navels from the place next door. And I'm in there on acid going, I don't know. And so the only thing that looked like it might fit me was uh, this white, that looked okay was this kind of white swimsuit that was all lace. And um, she goes, all you have to do is, when we come back to the club, you wear it for Smiley and he'll buy it for you. So I'm like, all right. So we're walking back down the street and I walk by this person and I go, and I'm totally like freaked out and tripping out and it's Bourbon Street's a mess. And I walk by this person and I go, that was John Travolta. And it was John Travolta. I turned around and looked and it was John Travolta. And I was just like. <laughs> so then, I was all tripped out. I get back to the club and <laughs> And I go to put the thing on and I bought the wrong size. So it's like a size small and I wear like a large. And so it's like pulling up and I have to dance for Smiley in my goofy boots and this dumb white lace leotard thing that is pulling up. I mean, mean, it's like worst camel toe in the whole world. And I'm just like (laughs) on acid. (laughs) This is the worst thing ever. But anyways. The end of the story is, my toe finally got better, I finally got some regular shoes on, and I cut that thing in half and made it into a two-piece. <laughs> so that's my story. Yay! No more camel toe! She worked it out! Absolutely awesome! Wow, what a joy and a wonderment that, that story was. Yes! I, I have been to uh, New Orleans and I loved it because I learned that they only have to close down one hour out of the 24 hours. So I was at a place and it was 4.30 in the morning 
and I'm singing karaoke on stage with a picture of IP, uh, not IPA. They didn't have IPAs. I don't even know what those are. It was PBR, different letters. Uh, but it was only $2. And I'd just gotten cigarettes out of the cigarette machine. They have cigarette machines in New Orleans. Ah! There's, yeah, it's, it's a crazy place. They love drunk people. Like here, I feel like a pariah. And there, I'm an asset. <laughs> I love it. 4.30 in the morning, I got a picture of PBR to my face, and I'm singing separate ways. Let's do it. You guys are going to be open till when? Great, 7.30, let's keep singing karaoke. <laughs> I mean, I'm down. You're an ex-comedian. What a joy and a wonder. Well, does anyone, oh, we just did a story. So, our ne- what, a, what an amazing human being he is. I mean, ah. Uh, I just don't even want to give him an intro because he's going to be so great for himself. Like, really, honestly, he's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Everybody, put your hands together for Chris Knatzer! Yay! Oh, thank you. That was very sweet. Uh, for Pam, everybody, make it loud for Pam. Come on, she's not going to remember this. Go ahead, make it, make it real loud. Uh, Broken, that's the name of the show, right? I, uh, how long, you booked me maybe six or seven weeks ago, you asked me if I could do it, and I said, yeah, and all that time I had to just focus and write jokes about, you know, some specific jokes, and I didn't, so I guess, in a sense, I'm broken, right? And that way, I'll let you down as your, as your friend or as a performer. Um, like, I have Matt Lauer jokes, but I didn't take the time to... <laughs> to do a set based on the broken bones I've had. Um, so yeah, I'm broken, I'm very broken inside. Um, I was trying to think of, I really have only broken one bone and that's my thumb, and that was in football practice, which is really too butch for my brand at this point. <laughs> um, but, right, but I, uh, I've bled a lot. I've bled a lot publicly, like, and, uh, no, so I was just thinking about, I was going back in my, like, night, we'll stay in the 80s, right? Fuck yeah, 88. 88 for me, uh, Derek Snyder, the most popular kid in Greenville High School. That's where I went to high school in Kentucky. And uh, he was driving a bunch of kids around in his purple, his purple pickup truck. And then another car full of us, including myself and Ann Greenwood, who I was in love with her at the time. It was 88. It was before she got so. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Right, and uh, so we were in the graveyard, and I was trying to scare her, and I couldn't really see. And uh, there was gravestones, of course, in a graveyard, but I ran full tilt at her to try and scare her. And then one of those gravestones caught me right on the knee, and I flipped, and I landed on my head, and bled everywhere. And I concussed myself. Oh, I concussed myself a lot. Still do that. <laughs> I did. A, I did, had a good one this year. Um, <laughs> I think that's why I'm so happy, generally. It's because I've, it's like, uh, it's like those old football players. Like, I'll just be pretty cheerful and jovial right up until about, you know, like my 58th birthday when I'll just go crazy, kill a couple people next door, <laughs> shoot myself in the chest so you can dissect the brain. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm broken in that way. 
broken in that way always. Um, no, so anyways, I was bleeding uh, from the head, and it turns out that at the same time, Derek had taken a turn too hard in his pickup truck and flipped the truck with like four people in the back of the truck. And so we go over to the nearest uh, person's house we know, and I come in just like bleeding all over the place. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I lost an ear. I definitely, like this feels smoothed out now. <laughs> I can hear on this side, but this side's bad. And uh, they were like, no, you have both ears, uh, but you must have been in that truck. And we were like, what? What truck? What are you talking about? And so then I had to decide, you know, right then, do I lie and say that I was, you know, like in the cool Derek Snyder accident? <laughs> you know, can I count on the three people who were with me to just shut the fuck up? Let me be cool in high school that week? But I made the wrong choice. I lied. I lied. <laughs> I did. I still have to catch myself today. Like, don't exaggerate. Just leave it where it was. Just live your life. That's why you got into the arts. Uh, but no, that's, that's how it really happened. It was bad. Uh, Ann Greenwood and I, I know some of you are curious. Uh, we did not go all the way. I ate her out after prom. Uh, but it was my first time, so I didn't know what I was doing. I might have just been, I don't know, licking her pee hole. Uh, really. <laughs> Had no, I, I don't remember other than neither of us seemed to have a good time. <laughs> she, was, she was great, though. Um, that's my fault, not hers. Then I fell through, uh, I fell through a church roof. Like, <laughs> I, fell, I fell three stories and landed on a desk, and I have several scars from that. Um, <laughs> no, just, I broke through, the, it was like those fake ceiling tiles, you know, that uh, they look like ceiling tiles, but really it's just like mush. Like if you pour water on it, it'll just crumble and fall to the ground. It was, it was like three stories of those, or like 30 feet, so like two floors of those. And then I landed on a desk in an abandoned church. We were just running around, you know, being drunk kids. Uh, then I tell you the broken thumb football. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like your story was really more riveting. I haven't, I haven't really broken. I busted my knee. This just seems like I'm bragging, uh, <laughs> honestly. But I lived in Costa Rica for a couple years, and I was on. I was, you know, as I was getting older, in my 30s, and I just tried to, you know, where you're sitting like Indian style. Forgive the slur. Uh, like sitting original citizen style um, and you would like pop yourself up on the on the beach or in the living room floor or whatever you just like and I tried that and one of my knees just went and I was like oh no and so I lived out in the jungle and like made chocolates for a living again I know it sounds like I'm just making it up uh, but I couldn't walk so I just had to like drag myself up there and and have my neighbors bring me food for like three weeks and just let my knee heal itself and so I don't listen to the healthcare debates because you don't have to. Like, if your body can't fight it off, maybe it's just your time to go. <laughs> right? I lived out in the jungle without electricity, and my knee healed itself, and I can walk today. I wait tables, so I'm like a miracle. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if it had been something worse, gangrene or cancer or something, then it was my time to die. Yeah. So I'm tired of all this Obamacare, Trump care. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. And that's what's broken is our goddamn country. Look, I went off a rail here because now you saw